Hi everyone, my name is David Ogilvie and this is the podcast where I explore what it means to live, feel and work better. In this episode, I'm joined by Louise from our team where we're going to discuss the three P's of optimism. So to nurture success and well-being, you need to understand your thinking style when you hit setbacks and that's where optimism comes in. Let's dive into the episode. So, welcome back, Louise, season two. Wow. What happened to season one? I don't know what's happened to this year. <laughs> it's flown by. It's flown by, hasn't it? But we've yeah. had a good summer, so we're back. Back in the room. Yeah, we're back. We're going to try to do some things a little bit different. Uh, we're still going to have the guests on. We're still going to have people talking and turning up and talking about resilience. But we're going to start to really, by popular demand, start to share some of our insights more into resilience, keep them a lot shorter uh, and see how it goes. Adapt, basically. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. That's so, all we can do, isn't it? Yeah, so today we're going to talk about optimism. Optimism, because we actually measure optimism in our programs, and optimism is it's a key part of resilience. But let's just start with, are you an optimistic person, Louise, do you reckon? I always like to think that I am, and I think most people like to think that they are optimistic. You know, the glass is half full. I always like to say, my glass is half full with whiskey and an ice cube. It's not half empty. So, um, yeah, I'd like to say that I'm optimistic and I, I look for the good things all the time and, and all that sort of wonderful stuff. And do you know any pessimists then? I, I do. They don't like to admit it, though. I think that you see it more, you know, sort of, oh, this has happened and, oh, my goodness, this is what's going on and everything's going wrong at the moment. But they, they still like to say they're optimistic, yeah. even though they sort of don't actually convey it or show it. And it's interesting, if I said to you, and it's difficult because of what we do, but if I said to you, give me some words that you associate with optimism, what do most people say? Not necessarily what you say, because you know a little bit more about this and where we're going, but what, what words do people use when they go, or, you know, that they associate with optimism? Well, there's the usual, I've already just said it, you know, the glass is half full, or I recover quickly, or I get over things, or I look for the good, or... Uh, I'm always seeking out the best possible results and I, I always try and look for the best in people. And it's always that sort of, I get over things quickly and I, I deal with things quickly and I, I recover quickly from things. Yeah, and that's kind of right, isn't it? Because optimism, it's the basis of positive thinking, positive and in inverted commas, and that things will turn out okay in the and it'll all be fine. It'll all work out. Yeah, but that's got a downside, hasn't it? Because some people would say, ah, oh, well, that's not realistic. Well, it isn't realistic the whole time. Sometimes things don't just work out. You have to work at them to get the results that you want. So it's good to have the positive mindset, but you also need to work at it to make sure that it comes out to the, the end result that you're looking for. Yeah, because the thing about optimism is... it. it it's like all aspects of our thinking. It plays such a vital role in our lives, professionally and personally, but we don't really think about our thinking. No, that's the big thing, isn't it? That voice in your head that leads absolutely everything. Yeah, and when we look at optimism, what we do is we refer to it as your thinking style. So if you're a setback, how do you interpret it? And specifically across three Ps, how personal is it? How permanent is it? And how pervasive is it? And what I suggest we do is we break each one of those down really quickly, go through them and offer some people some 
some tips and some hints and tips, some kind of what I would call practical and tactical stuff that they can take away and implement. But it's all going to be around thinking. So let's explore these three P's, right? Right. Three P's. The three P's of optimism. What's the first one, Lou? How personally do you take it? Yeah. And it, so it, that refers to our kind of tendency to internalise negative experiences, doesn't it? Absolutely. So I've already already said that I like to think of myself as a really optimistic person, but the three Ps actually hit me sideways. Because when I look at it, I've actually got the complete opposite view on it. I take everything really personally. Yeah. It's my fault. It's me. I've done this. So I take things very personally at home and at work, slightly more at work than I do at home, but I take it very personally. Anything happens, it's me personally, and I put it on my shoulders. So your first thing is, it's me, what have I done wrong? Yeah. Does that impact your confidence, do you think? Oh, crikey. I'm not going to go on to another podcast all about menopause, but any of you listeners out there that are doing it, it gets worse at a certain time of your life. So yeah, take things really personally and that's the thing about thinking is because you know when most people meet you not when most people meet you everybody meets you you think you were very confident oh absolutely I, I don't mind getting on a stage i'll go and talk to people i'm very very confident and i think that's a key thing don't always assume you know what's going on in somebody somebody else's head no no particularly with this stuff so you hit a setback and your first response might be it's me it's my fault yeah. and you would attribute it to you yeah. Rather than thinking, well, how have other people Absolutely. got involved? What external factors? What external factors have come into play? Because I know lots of people who would personalise things, and we all do it. I do it to to a certain extent, and I know some people who will. It's it's almost admirable. It is admirable because they will really consider. Well, what's my part in all of this? What did I bring to it? And then what they're able to do is go the other way and and think about, well, what about other people? So it's an admirable quality. It's a strength, isn't it? It is a strength. So my, my first port of call will be, what have I done? Through the resilience skills, I can then regulate it and I can then turn it around and go, okay, it's not all me. What have other people done? But my natural, natural tendency is to go, it's me. I've messed up. I get bad feedback. I take it personally. Somebody says something, I will hear it, that it's a direct attack at me rather than going, oh, no, it's not. That's, it's other people. Yeah, that's the first step, isn't it, with yeah. personalisation, self-awareness. Yeah. Because there's nothing, wherever you sit on this stuff with your thinking style, it, there's, there's no wrong way to be. So some people will, will, will go, it's me, it's my fault, what have I done wrong? The flip side of that, it's absolute flippancy. You don't even think about what your part you're playing because it's always them. Yeah. It's always somebody else. And so there's no wrong or right. It's about that self-awareness. It's about noticing when you tend to internalise failure and setbacks. And the key, I suppose, is to notice and ask yourself, hang on a second, am I just attributing this to, to me, to my personal factors, and am I blaming myself excessively? And then, it's about challenging, challenging that thinking the whole time to go, is this correct? Yeah. So, and can I get a better balance? Yeah. And I think what you're good at, and it kind of links to the next bit, is 
treating yourself with a bit of compassion. So not not beating yourself up when you're kind of faced with challenges and also seeking feedback and perspective from other people. So if you're not careful, all this stuff just stays in your head. It's like an echo chamber, isn't it? Oh, it's it goes round and round and round, yeah. yeah. Which leads on to the next one. Yeah. And I suppose if so, if you've, you've kind of, you, you, you've been aware of this stuff, you're asking, you know, am I, am I kind of over-personalising it? You're being kind to yourself, which we don't often do. You're talking to other people and getting feedback and perspective. I suppose the, the bit that's missing out of there as well is kind of um, positive self-talk. And I don't mean I'm a tiger, I'm a tiger, looking in the mirror, that kind of thing. <sighs> yep. I just mean I I just mean having that conversation with yourself, isn't it? That's going, well, it, it's not it's not me. There are other factors involved. I've done what I can. Yeah. I often say to myself, give your head a shake. Yeah. Give your head a shake. Think of it again. Because it's it's all one sided. You've got to shake it, get a balance, question yourself, challenge it. And then and sometimes do you know what it is me? And I'm okay with that. I'll hold my hands up. Yeah. Sometimes I shake myself and challenge it. It's not me. It just helps me put it back into perspective. So that's that first peak, personalization. To what extent do we personalize the setback? So as simplest is, is it me? Is it them? Yeah. And really what we're saying is, it's generally not either. No. It's a mixture of things. So if you do tend to, to personalize things excessively, it's about going the other way. I and if you don't... Just take a little stock of yourself and say, is it me? Yeah. Yeah. Because I often, when I'm dealing with with coaching clients who are taking things very personally, is I challenge them to think, well, how have unplanned events contributed to this? Okay. And how have the people contributed to this? And I also point out that we don't often get out of bed and think, oh, the sun is shining today. It's lovely. Let's go cause ourselves lots of stress. It's, it's obvious, isn't it? I see <laughs> that. It's obvious when we think about it like that. Yeah. Yet what we do is we forget that, well, if it's not us that causes our stress, well, who is it? It's generally it's other people and it's unplanned events, generally speaking. Although from this discussion, as we both know, because I'm guilty of it as well, sometimes it's ourselves. Absolutely. It's that inner self-talk. So the first step, is, it, the first P is that personalisation. The second one then is... How permanently? What does that mean? When we're thinking about permanence, what does that mean in relation to this thinking style? This is going to go on and on and on. This is going to, literally, I can't get rid of this. This is going to affect me for years down the line. It's, it's, I just take it permanently. I can't get rid of it. I can't just let it go. Yeah. Almost dwelling on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the ironic thing is I quite enjoy it. Do you? Yeah. Why is that? I think I know, but go on. Why is that? I don't know. It's because it goes round and round and round in my head and it goes round and, and, and I take quite, I sort of, oh, yeah, it's me. It's me. And I, I get it bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, it kind of feels like you're doing something. Yeah, but you're not. No, you're just ruminating, aren't you? Yeah, well, I was going to say that word. It's yeah. just pure rumination. If any of you that have ever heard me speak before have been, been with me at any point, I'm a huge ruminator. And that's where these three Ps come in as well. Yeah, it is about understanding your thinking style. So that, that permanence is, if we're looking at it one way, it's about assuming that it's going to last a lot longer. Mm. A lot, and we all know people who, um, we all know people who, you know, even even you know, some of our corporate work change. They harp back to things that have happened twenty years ago. Oh yeah, it's like a dog with a bone. Yeah, that, that's a good way of thinking about it. Dog, dog with a bone, and 
it's kind of almost asking yourself, well, is is so asking yourself, is this going to matter in a week? How many times do we say that to people? Oh, continuously. Going to matter in a week, a month, a year? No. Yeah, because as soon as that stress response kicks in, it kind of gets it out of perspective. So we need to give people some tips for permanence. How and kind of how do we kind of help people maintain a positive outlook and keep that that balance? Well, there was one key one there. Ask yourself, is this that the thing that I'm thinking about, the thing I'm taking personally and I'm putting it in, it's going to last forever. Is it actually going to matter in a week, a month or a year's time? Yeah. Because the answer 90 something percent of the time is no. If the answer is yes, then obviously the the course that we do and all different resilience skills, and we've all got resilience in us, you can do something about it. If not, what are we going to tell them to do, David? Yeah, drop it. Drop Just drop it. it, drop it. Yeah, or we call it dropping the peanut, but that's another story, isn't it? Yeah. Dropping the peanut. Yeah, I was just thinking there. I was just literally thinking, I was thinking today as we're recording this, people are going back to school and there'll be all sorts of little setbacks that happen. But if we're not careful, we'll tend to blow them out of proportion and we'll think that they're going to be much longer lasting. Like I always remember my kids going to school and thinking, are they going to make friends? It's that classic first day at school, isn't it? And it kind of, you kind of dwell on it, you build it up, you make it bigger than it is, you think, and you're off. Or this happened last term. Yeah. Is it, it's going to happen this term because it's just carried through. When, you, when in fact, loads of other people, whatever's happened to you, they've forgotten about it. They've moved on. And sometimes it's just you that's holding on to, to the thoughts. Yeah. And I think the other tips I would throw in is, is sometimes if you, if you want to, if, if you want to think about how permanent it is, as well as asking yourself, will this matter in a week is you've got to kind of grab the good. You've got to look at the good stuff that's out there because that can give you perspective and focus on progress, small milestones and small steps so that you kind of put things in perspective and you're moving things forward. And I often find, again, when I'm coaching people, is we think that forward movement always has to be task. Sometimes it just is emotion or it is thinking. So that's the first two there you go. That's the, that's the first two, right? We've got personalization. We've got permanence. The third one is pervasiveness. Now, this one I'm not very good at. Go on. Tell us more. Tell us more. Come on. Tell us more. Pervasiveness. Is it going to affect every area of your life? I'm not very good. Let's see if I can say the word compartmentalizing things. Yeah. It all ekes in. Yeah, whether it's at work, I'll take it home. If it's at home, I'll take it into work. And it's having that ability to be able to separate it all off and perhaps close the door on it once you've set something in motion and and, and just literally, again, we're going to say let it go. Yeah. Yeah, it is that something happens and it spills into all aspects of your life. Every air. You know, because because I didn't make this, then this isn't going to happen and then that's not going to happen and and then I won't be able to do this and, oh, my goodness, that's not going to be able to. And all of a sudden it's... Everything. It's not just one small thing that's happened. You've put that into every single thing that's going on and it's all gone wrong. Yeah, and it, it does. It starts to affect all your relationships as well. I'm just again thinking as, as we're talking, you know, we, we are moving home. We've had to do a lot of repair works. It's really easy for all of that, even though it's miles away, to slip into everything else. And it is that ability to kind of 
keep it all separate. And it's tough because modern day life, things are just not separate. Everything spills in, but some things are, aren't they? And it is that that ability to do it. And then what happens is once it starts to spill in, even the smallest chore that you've got to do becomes massive because you've eked all the stress and all that bad thinking all the way through into every other area. You know, just because you've got walls crumbling down in the UK, you poor guys, Mm. and they're being built up, you can then turn around and go, and I've got to do this over here and I've got to do that. And it just gets bigger and bigger because it's all spilling in and it's all coming into one big one big mess rather than going, that's there, this is here, this is work, this is home, this is relationships, and you can separate it off. Yeah, and it's a good, that our house, our new house and all the work that we're having done is a good example of how all this stuff is. We've been talking about them separately, but understanding your thinking style when it comes to a setback involves all three. Yeah, they all come in all yeah. at once. So there have been days where we've taken it personally and thought, oh, is it us? You know, are we just so unlucky? And this is going to take forever to to get sorted out. It's going to take forever to get sorted out. And then the stress of the house permeates into other things. And we've had to stop and go, look, it's not us. Just one of those things. And that we're glad that we've found it. And when we finish this house, even though it's going to be completely delayed, it's going to be brilliant when we move in. And it's temporary. Come the end of the year... When we're in there, it's going to be different. But try to remind ourselves of that every single day and try to listen because it starts with self-awareness. Try to listen to it. That's the key. And that's the three Ps of optimism, isn't it? It's, you know, the point of this whole episode is people tend to go optimism, it's class half full, or it's um, positive thinking. Well, actually, you might want to think about it slightly differently from now. It's when you hit a setback, how do you interpret it? How personal do you take it? How permanent? How pervasive is it? And there is no wrong or right answer because sometimes we should take it more personally than we do. Sometimes we should reflect on things longer than we do. And some things we keep separate that we shouldn't. You know, we, we, and that all works against us. And I think it's worth pointing out as well that you can have too much optimism. Well, I was just about to say, you know, everyone's slightly different. So, and sometimes it can really annoy you. So I take things personally. It's going to last a long time. It goes into all areas of my life. My husband doesn't. So he'll often turn around and go, oh, just drop it, Lou. It'll be fine. And I'm like, I can't. And then that winds me up. So that's where you were saying it can affect your relationships. Because if you are different and you do approach these things differently, you know, they're really important to you, the way that you think about it. In, and it's really sort of, you know, emotional when somebody just goes, oh, you're still thinking about that? Yeah. Oh, it's only work. Yeah. Or, oh, they didn't mean it that way. It it can't, the only person that can change it is you. Yeah. That's a, that's a challenge with over-optimism is for people with less optimism and it's all relative, it can sound really flippant. Yeah. So, you know, what's the matter with you, Lou? Nobody's died. Yeah. I'm saying don't take it personal. Or just pull yourself together. You'll get over it. I'm saying it's not permanent. And then my personal favourite, Lou, you're here to do a job. And I've never said this to you, but I should say, <laughs> Lou, you're here to do a job. You're here to do a job. So could you just leave all that crap at the door and just focus on the work that that 
you're here to do. I know what you'd say to me. So I, can't <laughs> I can't say it over the microphone. <laughs> no, I know what you'd say, but they're, they're good examples because the challenge with too much optimism is it can sound really flippant and there is no wrong or right answer. And even a big dose of optimism research shows that a big dose of optimism in certain situations is exactly what you need. So the whole point of this is, is to understand optimism a little bit deeper and think about it across those three P's and start to challenge it. It kind of starts with self-awareness and then start to challenge it. And how much is too much or how little is too little is anybody's guess. That's the whole point of resilience, isn't it? And resilience skills is having that toolkit that you're able to apply to the environment that you're in and it will change. It will change. So it's about understanding this and having the tools to be able to challenge that thinking, which again, we just don't do enough of because we're all too busy. So that's the three Ps of optimism, Lou. They are definitely the three Ps. And I always find it very useful for any of you out there that are huge ruminators, do break it down into those three Ps, have a look at it. And and when you do, you can sort of get more of an insight and more of an understanding about what's going on in your brain and then just challenge it. Sometimes you, you might not be able to, sometimes you need to talk it through. Sometimes it's great to go to my husband who's got far more than me and he goes, oh, just it's fine, it'll all work out. And mm. That helps. Sometimes it doesn't. But it's about listening to what you're saying to yourself in your head and then challenging it because a lot of the time it's not us. It's not going to last forever and it doesn't need to go into all areas. It's just the way we're thinking. Yeah, and it's a journey, isn't it? It is a journey. So what's been your biggest takeaway from this episode, Lou? Um, the, do you know what? You know, we all like to think that we're optimistic. Nobody likes to think that they don't have the glass half full or they don't look for the best in things or people or situations. But just be aware that we all, we're all same, same, but different. We all break it down. It's all about the three Ps. And taking one at a time can really help you to be able to move forward. And that, you know, sometimes others will be a bit flippant with you. Yeah, it's just the way they think. They're not doing it to wind you up. They're not getting up going, the sun is shining. It's a lovely day. I'm going out to really cheese people off. Just the way they think. Yeah. Yeah. I think my biggest takeaway from all of this is it's in the work that we do because we measure optimism, don't we? Part yeah. of our teamwork, we measure it and we give people an indication of where they sit on both permanence, pervasiveness. What's the third one? <laughs> Personalization, <laughs> right? And that's that's powerful. It is powerful knowing where you stand, knowing how you interpret the world, but also knowing that there's no wrong in it. It's about you know, it's about knowing where you stand, and then also being able to adapt and adapt to other people. It was a big game changer for me because I used to think, well, I took things very personally. And what I've realised is I don't compared to some other people. And that's quite, um, it's quite enlightening. It's quite scary. When, when I, before I knew all about the three Ps, I used to think that people who didn't take it personally, pervasively and permanently, because they weren't, they were right. So it used to reinforce my mm. negative thinking that it's obviously me and it is going to last a long time and it is going to go everywhere because I used to think one of us has to be right but now I know we don't yeah. it's all something a mixture and challenging and, and getting your own 
mindset through to, to take you through. There's no, as you, as you said all the way through, there's no right, there's no wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Just adaptability. Yeah. We've come full circle. So that's the end of the episode, Lou. If people want to understand more about the three Ps of optimism, we'll put the link to our article on our website. Uh, otherwise, it's a case of tuning in next time where we'll pick yeah. another aspect of resilience and focus in on it. Have a little, have a little chat. You might even hear some of David's fantastic sounds that he's got going on this. <laughs> I might even do a joke later and he'll, he'll do a little boom. Yeah, you mean... Should I, do a, should I do a quick joke? Here we go. go it's really hot outside there. Any of you that have got any rabbits, make sure you put them in the shade. If not, you're going to have a hot cross bunny. Love it. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as we've enjoyed creating it. Um, feel free to head over, over to our website for the blog. We'll put that in the link. Um, please do get in touch if you've got any questions, you'd like us to cover anything. And anybody anytime can sign up for our monthly newsletter, The Resilience Drop. See you next time.